0: You're listening to Dental Talk from VivaLearning.com. Thanks for joining us. Today we'll be discussing the use of single-visit, semi-permanent crown material in the treatment of sleep apnea and TMJ dysfunction. Our guest is Dr. Tony Swallow, a general dentist from Lafayette, Louisiana, focusing on restorative rehabilitation and cosmetic enhancements. He lectures nationally and internationally on digital photography, and computer assistance for diagnosing, treatment planning, and performing comprehensive dental procedures. We are proud to have him on the program today as he is one of the most sought-after lecturers in dentistry today. Dr. Swallow, it's a pleasure to have you on Dental Talk.
1: It's a pleasure to be here, Phil. Thank you for having me. Yeah,
0: so we're excited about this. This is a pretty uh, interesting topic because sleep apnea obviously is uh, pretty pervasive in our um, adult community. There's a lot of people that need devices, and they need, need help with uh, getting a full good night's sleep. And um, as we've talked offline before, you, you mentioned that medical doctors are referring these patients to their dentists. So to begin, my first question is, why is a single visit so important to both not only the dentist, but also the patient in the treatment of sleep apnea, especially the consultation visit?
1: Well, if you put yourself in the mind of the patient or even the referring doctor, when i first started getting into treating sleep apnea we had a lot of patients that were very interested but then the first thing i would say to them is well you also need a lot of dental work so if i make you this appliance and you're sleeping like a baby but then you get the dental work done the appliance won't fit anymore so you really should get all the crowns done first and the patients took that as a bait and switch they they really they kind of lost trust in me and we lost a lot of patients because they weren't interested in their teeth, they were interested in a good night's sleep. Well, the same holds true for a medical doctor. Now, treating sleep apnea is what actually drives my dental practice, not the other way around. So probably out of the sleep patients we see, 30 to 40 a month, at least 80 to 90% are referred to me by a medical doctor. So let's take a cardiologist. If he sends me a patient, and this patient has some serious health issues, and they need their sleep apnea under control, and they're not going to wear a CPAP. Well, if the patient comes to see me and then goes back to the medical doctor and said, Tony won't treat me until I get a whole bunch of dental work done, that cardiologist is not going to send me another patient. It's very important to have a strategy that if the patient comes to you for sleep apnea, you treat the sleep apnea first. Yeah, and that,
0: that does make total sense. I could see a patient being very frustrated when they come to your office. They're looking to get some help with um, their sleep apnea condition, and you're trying to pitch them on full mouth reconstruction. One of the things that we're talking about is how Luxacrown works with um, these sleep apnea patients. So what are the advantages of Luxacrown over porcelain?
1: It has several advantages over porcelain. And keep in mind, in my practice, I have the E4D cad system. So I make all my own crowns, and we do a lot of crowns in my practice. However, One issue becomes cost. The patient's coming to see us for sleep apnea. And we sit down and talk to them, we take pictures, we show them their teeth, and and they get it. They see that they need one, two, three, four crowns. They get that. And then we talk to them about, you know, this appliance isn't gonna fit if we do your crowns afterwards. So we need a way to do them first. And we need a way to do them very quickly. So the nice thing about Luxa Crown is, We can do it in a single appointment faster than I can do CAD CAM. And my assistant does most of the work. I just have to finish it up. So instead of taking an hour and a half to two hours to do a CAD CAM crown, we can do a crown in 30 minutes, which means I don't have to charge a whole lot. So now I can do my crowns for a fourth of the cost or a third of the cost and I'm still profitable. I'm saving the patient some money and I'm able to start their sleep apnea treatment right away, even the same day we do the crowns. So That is a really big deal.
0: Yeah, so you're not getting as much pushback
1: using Luxa Crown when they come
0: in for the sleep apnea appointment, and you let them know that you need to do some work on their teeth, at least get them in a condition where the appliance will work or fit Right. Um, and
1: they, they love that because mm-hmm. we tell them, look, th- this isn't necessarily a permanent crown. You may only get five to 10 years out of it, but I bought you five to 10 years where I can now focus on getting you to that great night's sleep. They absolutely appreciate what I'm trying to do.
0: Mm-hmm. So this is a great application for Luxa crown, obviously. So how can you ensure the Luxa crown will fit the appliance in post sleep apnea treatment?
1: okay that's becoming a very big topic now that more and more dentists are making these appliances and they're getting great success with it what happens is a lot of times we'll have a patient come to me just for sleep apnea they're not here for me to do their dental work but then after i get them sleeping great now they want me to become their dentist okay now i've got an appliance that fits it's working fantastic and if i start doing the dental work I can screw up the appliance because that won't fit again. Well the nice thing about Luxa Crown is it's just like Luxa Temp. I can use the dental appliance for treating her sleep apnea because it fits great. I actually use that as the stent for the Luxa Crown so that if you use the dental appliance to make the Luxa Crown it's guaranteed that it's gonna fit again once you're finished. Mm-hmm. That is a really big deal. Nothing is more frustrating than you get a crown back from the lab, you cement it on, and then you spend all kind of time hollowing out the sleep appliance, and now it's too loose. And, and now it's just a mess. The patient loses confidence. Now you got to start relining these things, which I hate to do. It takes too much time, and, and now it doesn't fit as well.
0: Right. So you're you're doing the reverse. You're using the appliance as a stint and, and... – this is going to be able to almost guarantee that this luxor Crown is going to fit perfectly.
1: It guarantees it's going to fit. And it's And what if it is just slightly too big? It's so easy to shave it back versus working on porcelain.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, no doubt about that. And the beautiful part about the material is, is that, the, as you mentioned, that it's a semi-permanent material. So like you said, it's good for five years. Is this a new genre of
1: materials? I think this is the new direction of dentistry. This this is going to take it in a whole new direction, because we went from having to send things to the lab, to where now we have in-office CAD/CAM. Well, now we have where you don't even need a hundred thousand dollar system. So right now, Luxa crown they're saying is going to last five years. Well, even if you talk to Gordon Christian or or John Kois, any of these guys that are really good at occlusion, they'll tell you if you get the occlusion right. There's no reason a restoration shouldn't last. So doing a Luxa crown is no different than doing a four or five surface filling. You're covering the entire surface with composite. If you get the bite correct, it should last. Then it should last 10 to 15 years. Okay, Luxa crown is all composite, but if you get the bite correct, there's no reason it shouldn't last five years. And it's so easy to cut off. Five years from now, they're going to have Luxa crown. 2.0, looks like right. 3.0. <laughs> that's right. It's just going to get stronger and stronger and stronger. Eventually, they're going to start incorporating porcelain into it. You, you know that's going to happen. Right. So it's going to go from sending stuff to a lab to in your office to basically squirt in a stent, see, polish, cement, you're done. And they're Uh-oh. so easy to cut off. It's not like Emacs where I spend 20 minutes and 15 diamonds trying to remove it.
0: Right. It's, it's right. like
1: removing a temporary.
0: Right. No, I hear you. Um, so how do you manage the final fit and look of Luxa Crown?
1: This is where you have to have a little different mindset because it it feels and reacts it, exactly like Luxa Temp. So you tend to think you're making a temporary and you have that mindset. But, you know, when you make a temporary, if we're honest about it, I don't always get mine to a perfect polish. And sometimes there's a little void in it. It maybe sometimes it's overextended a little bit. But it's okay, it's only going to be on for a couple of weeks, so it's not going to cause any problems. No, this is going to be on for several years. So you do, you make it just like lots of temp. You make a stent, you fill it, you seed it, take it off when it's in the dough stage, let it sit up, and you're ready to go. But now you do need to spend a little bit more time with it, because if you leave it rough, it's going to collect plaque. If you have little voids in it, that can create a fracture. You do need to spend time to get it perfect, but it's not hard to do. So what we do is, as soon as you get it, flowable bonds to this thing perfectly. So any little voids I have, I fill them in with flowable. To polish it, I will spend a little bit more time. Now, to be honest, any of the silicone polishers do a great job, just like they do with Lux Attempt. But if you take a diamond paste, just like you would polish a crown with, but you use a soft brush, light pressure, and then come back with a rag wheel, this thing buffs to a beautiful polish that's not gonna hang on the plaque, the margins are gonna be super smooth, and you've got basically a crown that's equal to porcelain as far as fit and polish. And
0: cement it with uh, RMGI, resin-modified glass ionomer is your right, preference?
1: Dude. We we're always worried about, you know, glass ionomer, when it contracts, it's going to break. But I'm using resin modified glass ionomer. And these looks of crowns, I'm making them, you know, the same as I would do Emacs. You know, I'm making them a millimeter and a half to two millimeters thick. I'm just not having a problem with these things fracturing. And a lot of times I'm doing these in the back of the mouth. We're doing these on one appointments. The gums sometimes are a mess. You take off these old amalgams. You're below the gum line. I really don't feel comfortable getting a great bond. But I will feel comfortable using glass ionomer because I don't have to have that perfect isolation. Resin-modified glass ionomer bonds to these things mechanically perfectly. And if you really take the time to polish it, diamond paste, or rag will really get it smooth. The resin-modified glass ionomer just peels right off.
0: Mm-hmm. So um, is there something else you want to add about Luxor Crown? And also before we end, that's one part of the question. And the second part of the question is, it's amazing how you've developed a practice that's being driven by sleep apnea patients. Uh, so if you comment on both those items.
1: Sure. The first thing about Luxor it it is a game changer. It absolutely is. Now, I started getting creative with it to where I would use a clear bite registration material for the stent. And then put a flowable in the top layer, you know, a, a little more translucent, flowable. And if you really take your time with it, you can make these things gorgeous. You know, honesty, a lot of times I'm spending some extra time when the patient does not really care. If they want it super gorgeous, they'll go with porcelain. But you can. This is essentially composite. You can make these as gorgeous as you're willing to spend time with them. Mm-hmm. As far as my sleep act, you know, that kind of evolved on its own. Once I started getting medical doctors to refer to me, and because they're referring to me, I don't have to spend money on marketing. The medical doctors are driving it. All of a sudden, I went from 30 to 40 new patients a month where 20 of them are dental and 10 or 15 are sleep. Now it started reversing itself. And then once we found you get the patients sleeping, develop trust with you, all of a sudden, then they become your dental patient. So I kind of had to learn or come up with methods to go from, dental, from sleep first and then become their dentist. Dr.
0: Swallow, it's a pleasure to have you on the show. You, your insight into this whole area of uh, dealing with the patient who's being referred by a medical doctor for sleep apnea and making sure you don't have a bait and switch situation and having LuxaGround save the day in this situation is just very, very interesting. And uh, we hope to have you on future podcasts coming up soon.
1: I enjoyed it anytime more than happy to help.